What up, Snapback fam? Welcome back to another episode of Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, Andre Drummond's headed to the Lakers, and LaMarcus Aldridge is headed to the Nets. We talk about all of that, including huge NFL trades, including the Dolphins, the Niners, and the Eagles. And we cap it all off with some NCAA tournament talk. The Elite Eight is set. It starts today on Monday and finishes tomorrow on Tuesday. And then we are headed to the Final Four. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Join me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? Hmm. Uh, I had a really good day. Yeah? Yeah. Why? You want to know what I did? What's that? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely nothing. Laid on the couch, watched basketball, 10 straight hours, um, didn't cook a single one of my meals, just ordered all day. Um... I got Shake Shack for dinner. Fantastic. But I really, really wanted – what are your thoughts on Dairy Queen? Have you had it before what? other than like when we were children? Of course. What? Do you, what? <laughs> we went to Dairy Queen like every Dairy... summer. That's what I'm saying, but like outside of that. At, like does it change if I don't have it at summer camp? I'm saying you you know how good Dairy yeah, Queen is. Yeah, right? we, ha- we have it at okay. Ocean City. Blizzards, okay, obviously. Right. So, Blizzies. Um, Dude, my whole so I walked. I was exploring my new Philadelphia neighborhood the other day. And I was walking around. And I realized there was a Dairy Queen close as shit, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I haven't had Dairy Queen in years!" Like, I'm getting that Sunday night. Like two days, I've been thinking about it. Why on earth does a Dairy Queen close at 7 p.m. every day of the week? Who on earth eats Dairy Queen when the sun is still up? The I was so heartbroken when I googled what time they were open till. At like 6.45, I Googled it because I was going to get it like right before we recorded at like 8.30. It said it closed at 7 every day of the week. Now I'm never going to have Dairy Queen. A lot of that stuff has been closing earlier, I think, due to COVID. New York, like stuff closed at 9 o'clock, and it's like New York's a city that never sleeps. So Right. It actually got me thinking that I might become that guy who just uses Twitter to get free shit. Well, like I don't think you'll get at, free stuff for that. No, if I no no no, if I at Dairy Queen and complain about like their hours or something, like it actually happened the other week. I someone wrote in my group about like if you buy a Starbucks drink today, you get one for free next week. So I'm like, "All right, cool." So I did that. Um I went in, I ordered my thing, I scanned my little member thing. I never get Starbucks, so I just downloaded it for this. Um and then I didn't get it. I the next week later I didn't get it. And I wrote my group. I was like, who put me up to this tomfoolery that just waste, costed me $6 for a BS coffee? And uh, they said – one of my friends said if you could just email Starbucks or go to customer service, like they gave her like 300 points, which is like three drinks. So I was like, all right, you know what? I can put my Karen hat on. So I emailed Starbucks. Um, to nobody's surprise, they didn't mess up. I messed up. Uh, the promo was that you were supposed to do it on your phone and not order in person, <laughs> but they still gave me free stuff. There so you I'm go. Like, you know what? Maybe I might just start tweeting at companies and trying. Yeah, to I saw that go viral on TikTok about like McDonald's and the consensus. What can you do with them? The consensus is like if you call, if if you 
it is not worth the customer service or customer support team's time to like fight with you over right. a free promotion that maybe in value at six bucks, but what it actually costs to them might be just a dollar fifty. So they just so people yeah. are getting free McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. I'm Should gonna, we try it right now? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I wish Eagleson was in here. He could give us the number. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll wait um, for him. We'll wait. We'll for do it on him. Thursday. Yeah. Let's we'll, do it on we'll Thursday. Wait, we'll wait till the end. Maybe we'll try Wendy's because Wendy's is sponsored before. Let's see if we can. No, I'm gonna gather a few numbers for Thursday's episode, and we're just gonna call a bunch okay. and see how much free shit we can get within like a 30 minute time period. I'm down. All right, cool. All right. Uh, speaking of free shit, that's apparently what the NBA buyout market is. Yes. And Andre Drummond is heading to the Los Angeles Lakers, which, man, it is so unfair. Like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and LaMarcus Aldridge is headed to the Brooklyn Nets, which funny reaction by teammate uh, Bruce Brown today, who apparently didn't know. And this th- happened yesterday and he did a press conference today, which kind of just shows the amount of riches they have. But uh, what's what's first reaction? And we've already gone through first reaction. So what's second right. reaction? Second reaction is, and let me put my now. I take my Karen hat off and put on my Jeff Van Gundy. There needs to be a rule change in the NBA. Do you understand like how cool the buyout market actually is? Like these teams pay you to leave their shit organization and stuff, and then you can go to whatever team you want. Like there should be a rule that if you get bought out by a team, you have to, and you can only sign with a team who has a worse record than your previous team. I think that's the only fair way. So what do you do if you're in last place in the league? That's like the punishment is you can't buy. I think out? that's when I think you you're out of the league. What is the if benefit to a team buying out a player? Clear gives a roster. Gets them spot. out of a contract. Like I don't know how they do right by the player. Like in Drummond's case, he was in Detroit for a while. Um I, I don't really know. So it's like you know what else I was talking about? Like with the Lou Williams trade the other week, the other day. Is this like there has to be some type of clause in the CBA or something? Like Lou Will said, I was ready to retire when they traded me to Atlanta. Can any player just say, Nah, I'm going to retire after you get traded? Like, say Ben Simmons and James Harden got traded for each other. Harden came to Philly. Like they did the press conference. He goes, Nah, I'm going to retire. Like we would just lose Ben Simmons. There's got to be a clause. Why? I don't think so. I just don't think it's in the best interest of many players to retire just because they got traded. Uh, there are some places out there I would not want to play, like fake franchises. Yeah, fake franchises. That's fair. Except Jeremy Grant willingly – there's too much money in it. That's why he willingly goes to Detroit and is okay living in Detroit for four years, collecting $80 million. I respect it. And realistically, how long do they live in Detroit for? Like you're traveling half the year for the season too, and then you go somewhere warm for the summer. <laughs> too, too long, though. I mean, yeah, week in Detroit. It's like um, all right, but can we talk else. about Drummond and Aldridge? Let's start with the Nets. Because actually, let's start with let's start with Drummond because I think it'll be a shorter conversation. Then let's get into Lamarcus. Drummond, two words. Yeah, who cares? So I am very vocal about how he is not a good player, but that is all kind of contextual to he puts up like twenty and fifteen, right? And when I say he's not a good player, twenty and fifteen, that doesn't mean he's like a slouch. Who, what does 15 mean anyway? No, I said defensive. That's part of why I'm a big believer that he's not a great player. He's actually a, a pretty bad player, but a pretty <laughs> bad player on the scale of like, he will still play. Like, it's not to the point where like, we don't even know if LaMarcus Aldridge will hit the floor. Like, he may be that kind of mm. dust. 
We'll see. But my point is, like, Andre Drummond will definitely play in the basketball games. And he's not a liability to the point where, like, he'll get schemed off the floor to a crazy degree. So I actually think this is a pretty big pickup for the Lakers. It's not one that puts him over the top. But if you remember the summer, everyone was kind of saying the champs got better. So in the Western Conference, any incremental move with the Clippers and the Jazz kind of in the rearview mirror, I think helps. And it's not like... There were other moves to make, per se. So I don't hate the move, and I think it's a it's a good move overall for the Lakers to bring him in. Low risk, high reward. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all these buyout market things are low risk because it's just like, all right, if you don't fit, like we'll sit you on the bench. You'll be our 14th player. But, I mean, AD always likes to play the four. He can do that. You see how much Dwight helped the Lakers in the finals last year, cleaning up on the glass and stuff like that. Drummond can play that role. He'll play... Is he going to be in a closing Lakers lineup? Probably not, eh. because he'll just get put in a pick and roll every single time. <laughs> yeah, like to the, the last two days was which NBA team, which NBA contender wanted to sign the most barbecue chicken? <laughs> and I think the Lakers. At, ah, I don't know between Aldridge and Drummond. It's like, like all right, the, the Nets needed a big, right? They did, but they needed defense right. more than anything else, and they actually. Filled their last roster. I mean, who cares? Who, who else? Are they going to sign you, the Nets? I mean, like, I would le- look, I'm loyal to Bandis. the Knicks, but yeah, no, they should get Jenna Bandy. I mean, she's I wanted to say Irish. that. There, I've never seen, because I'm friends with a lot of Knicks fans, and granted, you're a Knicks fan. You're very young in your Knicks fandom. They've they've sat through the, the hard times. Um, you're just here for the glitz and glamour of being a Knicks fan <laughs> now. Being over 500. But it, it's so weird how how you're going to the grave and so hard with Brooklyn, Brooklyn. You're like Brooklyn stand up. Yeah. Like, every Knicks fan hates the Nets. Yeah, no, it, it's funny. We don't hate the Nets. We actually just don't care about them. They're so irrelevant. <laughs> and, like, it's funny this season. Are they irrelevant? Yeah, no, it's funny this season because Knicks fans actually, I think they're such – little brother complex syndrome that like it doesn't even bother Knicks fans if they win the title because I kid you not Nets fans want to win the title number one a to win about the NBA title one B to try and be like as loved as the Knicks to be the yeah, New York basketball yeah. and it just won't happen it does not matter if they win five in a row like it doesn't matter so I think that's why it really doesn't it doesn't bother and also like I think Philly, right? Like I don't like Philly. That might be a personal thing. So should I be rooting for like the Bucks to beat the Nets? Maybe, but like I think it's even funnier that if the Nets win, they'll still be like that little brother. So I think you're putting yourself in a win-win yeah. because you can you can call them your little brother if and but when they don't the thing. make the finals. I don't even but... have to prop it up like that, like you're thinking, because it is just like so it's so just unrealistic for them. You hate so many teams in the Eastern Conference. Me. Yeah. Who? I don't. I just, I just hate Philly. That's it. The Heat? No, I don't hate the Heat at all. I just think they're irrelevant and overrated, and we'll see that <laughs> okay. tomorrow night. Um, but let's talk about LaMarcus Aldridge. He heads to Brooklyn, and now, of course, we got Bleacher Report photoshops, ESPN photoshops. We got LaMarcus, Blake Griffin, Harden, Kyrie, KD. Now that they are in Brooklyn instead of in L.A., or Philly, or a team that you would be rooting for, good? Like, does it matter? What What's the angle we're trying to play here? Because this is a tough one. Okay. This is a tough no, one. It's, no, it's not. I will go on record saying, and I don't think you can really disagree with this, right? You can – there's another way to put it, but 
this is the greatest roster ever assembled. This is a better roster than the Warriors, the 72 win Warriors, not the best team. Well, 72 win Warriors wasn't the best Warriors. The, and the KD like, Warriors. Yeah, exactly. The KD, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. The KD Warriors. I think this is the best team top to bottom ever because of lamarcus aldridge and and uh that's just that's just icing on the cake and everything you know what i mean you have three of the most gifted scorers of all time that are all in the peak of their careers two mvp candidates one guy who's pregnant now apparently which is impressive in itself and Kyrie, and then you just throw in and you know what nba twitter does now i've learned and they're doing this with blake griffin right now whenever a guy goes to a new city like Blake went from LA to Detroit and like he still doesn't get as much coverage obviously but everyone knows like he's a good player it's like no one gives a shit right and then once something big happens they go to a big market that one player puts up like I don't know 17 in one of their first few games every media outlet in the entire world you must have forgot about Blake Griffin. <laughs> People slept on Blake Griffin. People thought he Blake hadn't Griffin played was in like three months. He was watched. It's just, it's just like. All right. So, it, what's the consensus though? Is Aldridge, and you can separate them, Blake and Aldridge. Like, is this unfair? Is this too much? I'll check Rock with Brooklyn tomorrow okay. in the seven game series with the Sixers. Okay. So, so then let's talk about. Uh, why do Lakers slash LeBron fans? Here we go. No, no, seriously, I'm being serious. Why is it because they're coming off a title? Is it because he is without a doubt in the title game? You know, more times than not. But why, when these signings happen, do LeBron? I think it's mostly LeBron fans. Now it's because he's on the Lakers. Why do they think like every move is correlated to defeat the Lakers? Because in my opinion. They're just trying to make a better roster, right? That is the general manager's job. Anyone sensible would try and sign LaMarcus Aldridge. That is also Kevin Durant's job, apparently. And secondly, how would signing LaMarcus Aldridge... Like, if you really want to stop LeBron James, there's probably way better moves to make. You could make them correlated, who could lock down LeBron or limit him, his play style, or could make get a better defensive player. Like, why is it all, like, circle back to LeBron? It's his world. It's King, for one. It's King James. And we're all living in okay. it. That's number one. But you know what, Jack? I actually agree with you on this 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 one in time. 95% of the time, I'd probably be on the other side. But the Nets didn't bring in LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin to take down LeBron James. You have to go through Joel Embiid first to get to LeBron James. And they needed to do something. So this is I'm, – I'm with you on this one. LeBron stands are acting – out of control with this one, <laughs> selfish in a sense, like some Jasmine Sullivan stuff. This isn't a play against LeBron James. It's a play against Joel Embiid, and all credit to them. I just don't know the way that LaMarcus Aldridge moves his feet. And you know what? Maybe Bleacher Report and all of them are right. Maybe I forgot about Blake Griffin. So, so, so did you we'll see say. me tweet looking for some consistency last night? No, I did not. So the narrative, once again, because it's all tied back to LeBron James. So the, the new narrative, which is funny hearing it come from LeBron's stands because they already think he's the GOAT, but the new thing is if LeBron beats this Nets team, he's the definitive right. GOAT, no. and you can't talk about it ever again. So Correct. And, and, That's correct. But which you've already said. So it's funny that like they keep pushing the envelope. It's like we really need like this one so it really stamps it down. But Just so they'll admit it. Right. Just so right. they'll admit exactly. it. Exactly. 
but which which I'm not gonna lie, it would be a huge like piece for it, right? Like a fifth title and beating the super team. But my question is, the the statement is always if LeBron beats this team, which which is just like a hilarious statement within itself. But what happens if Joel Embiid beats this team or Yan like God forbid Giannis beats this team and wins the title? All hell's gonna break loose if Giannis no if Giannis like beats this team but doesn't win the title or something like. Giannis's whole thing was in the playoffs he shrinks and then this mammoth of a, of a team gets assembled and all of a sudden Giannis just figures it out and then maybe does old Giannis things in another round against another team but like if Giannis were to beat this team out of all people that's when the internet would probably like break in in a and not then, good then, way right like right 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 and then and then you have the whole people like you would say LeBron didn't have to beat the Nets he didn't have to go through the Nets well, well that, no would, shit, that would yeah Giannis that would be factual <laughs> yeah yeah, and then that but I'm saying like, will, will LeBron or will Embiid be like a top five player ever because he takes down this Nets team? Like, what do we? You know what, Jack? I think we're <laughs> just have to wait and find out. That's a great question, my friend. So and I'm excited to find takeaway out. Takeaway is good moves because we agree they're low risk, high reward. Yeah. Same for Drummond in LA. Same for uh, Gorgie Dang and wherever he's signing with the Spurs. But like at the end of the day. Let's be realistic in that this, these two pieces are not what like they were four, four years ago. This is the greatest team of all time by far. Like by, these are all the four Western Conference All-Stars and Kyrie Irving. Today, LaMarcus Aldridge, he wasn't getting minutes on the Spurs. I mean, it's Derek's team, but yeah. That's yeah. True. All right. Stock up, stock down. Stock up number one for me. G League lineups. So we have the famous picture of Knicks Lakers where uh, Robert Sacre is starting uh, with Jordan, uh, the guy with the dreads, um, not Michael Jordan. Um, and the Knicks have Langston Galloway and all these funky lineups. And now apparently that's the new NBA because last night the Knicks played the Bucks, and the Bucks actually put out a lineup of like the G League Bucks with Theonis, Jordan and Wara, Sam Merrill, uh, this is some guy named do, I don't even know it was crazy, but that's like trending around the league with all the injuries right now. Sixers. They're still pretty good in the depth department though. Yeah. Seth just came back. Joel will be back soon enough. Um, tough one out in LA last night, but you know, you have a two game road trip in LA. You're there on over a Friday night with a day in between. Obviously we're losing that game. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Stock up number one. Stock up number one for me, Zion. All right. I just sometimes, Jack, you have to look yourself in the mirror and be a man and say, Abe, you were wrong. Uh, About like a week or two on this podcast, I think I said that I would take Tobias over Zion (laughs) and in in regards to an all NBA. And then they moved him to point guard. Is he like a top 10 player in the league? It's actually insane how little the hype is. Even with Lame- even with Lamelo, LeBron, Steph, uh, Joel, the entire league's out. He's going 38-39 back-to-back and Dude, crickets. He has like 27 or 25 straight games with over 20 points and over 50% from the field. <laughs> like you can't move him. He doesn't miss. Like I don't get it why people aren't talking about Giannis. I mean, not Giannis. It's, Zion. It's because it's just because the Pelicans aren't winning, which is which is very odd within itself because they have very good players and what should be a good coach. And you see, like the Kings are playing good basketball with way less talent. So I think it comes down to winning and losing at the end of the day. And plus, 
his game's not entertaining anymore. It's just bully ball layups. It's not posters. It's not big block. It's, no, it's, it's like, just it's like it's like the laughing. It's like bull, yeah, it's just bully. Yeah, it's just like which I, is funny. I, it's, it's just sports. like okay, I'm gonna finish this layup now. I'm gonna do it again and again. And you can't literally move. Yeah, him. there's nothing you can do about but it. But he's special, man. He's playing point. They moved him to point guard now. Like you can't actually sit here and tell me look at Zion in the face and and know what the sport of basketball is and say, yep, that's a point guard. Like, there's no such thing as positions. <laughs> and just, also, there's dribble. hope that he's going to be able to shoot at some point in his career, right? Like, I don't... Like, even... I was, I've been on record saying that if Giannis became, like, yeah. took the, the career path in regards to shooting that LeBron did, like, the trajectory, that Giannis would 100% be the best player of all I time. agree. Like, and I, still f- I would still take a shooting Giannis over a shooting Zion. But it is different freaks of nature in their own defensively, regard. just just the way Giannis is versatile. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, stock up Zion, love that, good call. Uh, stock up number two for me, that fat dopamine hit when uh, Alabama hit the Bama. buzzer beater today. And honestly, I thought I was gonna get another one. I had already had a great Saturday, so I didn't need it from Oral Roberts. But Max Smith, our guy. That's as good of a look as you're ever going to get. And and it was so close. So close. Why don't they advance the ball in college? I don't know. I don't hate that rule. I think it just makes for more strategy. That too. And I was also thinking, like, I watch these games in March Madness, and, and they're electric towards the end. And the one in the Alabama-UCLA, like, the NBA, to separate, like, who we can really make fun of in the NBA from not being clutch, the NBA needs one and one. They just—I understand—they're they're far superior free throw shooters, but that pressure situation at the end of a game—it also brings in strategy way more. I just think the NBA needs it, and we can finally, like, dude, if you gave me playoff Giannis at the line <laughs> for one on one, one on one in like game six, yeah, you want to talk about dopamine? Yeah, but dude, also, Jeez. and and I'm with you because it. I actually don't love it in college because like these kids are 18 they, years they, old. They don't make free throws in college, right? But also, it's just like I feel bad. Like at the end of the day, that is a child. Grown men, though, no holding back. Like like you no, said, they're making millions of dollars. Exactly, it's part of the job. Put them in pressure situations, yeah, yeah. like in, in every position in life. Like you're putting pressure situations, you gotta. Fight or flight. Right, we'll talk and to Giannis, Adam. We'll talk to Adam. Giannis just ugh, in a one-on-one situation. Uh, my second stock up, surprisingly enough, is Penn State. Uh, this week, and I had a friend of a friend over who I like know, like friend of a friend, but like never really met him. Just shooting the shit. Um, he asked me where I went to school. I said Penn State, and he we were just like talking about. It. He goes, "Are you one of those like, like?" diehard lovers of Penn State like we are huh and I go actually no like I actually like pride myself on being the exact opposite of that and 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 making fun of them and and shitting on them in any way I can and I'm having this conversation with him he's like nah everyone like going to Penn State loves and I was like no I loved it but I'm not like school spirited in that regard while I was having this conversation, he also pointed out the fact that I was wearing a Penn State shirt and shorts. <laughs> so I guess Penn State's on my mind, and we're back. So whatever. Yeah. All right. Go Nets. All right. Stock down number one goes to Sister Jean. Might be the end for the, the whoa, Ramblers. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Um, All right. In terms of you know being a presence, her being there. I thought she was going to use her superpowers to maybe direct the ball in the hoop more, but 
I would assume their coach gets a really good gig, although the Indiana job got scooped up by Nick's assistant. Shout out Mikey Woodson. Um, but yeah, she just it's it's tough. Like March is meant for Sister Jean, and she didn't make it to yeah, April. All right. she it's didn't been make... she one one magical run and, and another half run. It was it was a fun yeah. time. My first stock down is the NFC. We're headed to the gridiron, um, which we also have to talk about the Eagles trade. But um, as if life wasn't hard enough now that they're introducing a 18th game or something, yep. 17th game, yep. um, and the NFC teams are all the ones that have to go on the road, that seems like bullshit. All, for all 16 and games? They switch every year, I think. Gotcha. That's what it's going to be like in the NFC the first year. We play all the games on the road. I don't know about the Ravens, but we're at the Jets, where if that's the last week of the season, Eagles at Jets <laughs> in that shit stadium met life. That could be potentially one of the most like depressing football games to ever be performed. You're forgetting that they're going to have a young rookie quarterback that like they're they'll be excited about. So not if he sucks or they suck. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll have a young rookie quarterback too. Essentially, rookie his first full season on the job. First full season. Wow. All right. So yeah, right. stock down NFC. <laughs> they're trying to smoke us out here. Stock down number two. COVID. Hmm. I think. I mean, I could be naive and selfish, and if I am being that way, definitely hold me accountable. But I think we're gonna beat this thing as a as a collective group. I'm seeing some vaccines being distributed. Whether or not you want to oh, take it, I mean, dude. I did get mine, my first shot. I just got. I had an appointment for three weeks at the Philadelphia Convention Center for this upcoming Tuesday. I got an email yesterday. They're canceling. It. Why? I'm sorry. What? Why? I don't know. It was like this mass link that got sent around by friends. I was like, yeah, you can set up for a time. Like, they have all these time slots available. And a lot of people were able to get them. But I think they caught wind of just like 30,000 random people applying for these dosages that just like don't necessarily need them yet. Yeah. So, so I want to talk on that. I don't want to make it a COVID, like a a Dr. Fauci podcast. No, I was just wanted to get it. No, exactly. And that's, it's at the point, at least in New York and it it varies state by state where like, I was definitely in the boat of like, there's people who need it way, way more than me. And I'm not going to take away from that. But now in New York, at least it's like so available that like, if you can get it, go get it. Because there, I'm sure there, there will always be someone who might need it more. But if you get it, you're also going to reduce the chances that other people get it. So so net, net, Good it's, it's going to be Good a positive math. thing. So uh, I was out in New York City. The city is coming alive a little. Uh, people are, are returning back to life. Yeah, you need a mask to walk around. And when you sit at a table, you can take it off. And But I think we're going to beat this thing. So fuck you, COVID. All right, fuck you, COVID. My second stock down is the great country of the United States of America. Did I just like read on Twitter twenty minutes ago? We're not going to be in the World Cup again, not the World Cup, the Olympics again. Like, yeah. What? So, so how can you how can you be posting all these young? Okay, st- okay, you're okay. you're tweeting World Cup twenty twenty two. I can educate you. The, I can educate. We can't you. make the Olympics. I can educate you. So the Olympics version of soccer is for under twenty three. So the the uh, U.S. men's national team played. How old is Pooley? Let me explain. The U.S. men's national team, full like the real squad, played at noon today. Two one victory, first away win in Europe since 2015. So you want to mean, you want to talk champs? You we're supposed talk... to be. It's okay. It's like it's embarrassing. Then at seven o'clock we play Honduras. We lost two one. 
with the under 23 squads, those are who plays the, the one thing that, you know, like you asked how old's Pooley and the talent on the U S is all under 23 years old, but they play up on the national team, obviously. But there was a chance that if we did qualify, those kids were actually going to come and play down in the Olympics. So it was going to be really cool to see like Pulisic, Reina, Des, all of them play. Uh, so it is just the under 23 team because all our good guys who it's are young. Embarrassing. It's not whatever. We're, we're, we got our first away <laughs> win since 2015. We're fine. It's a bummer. But the thing is, it, it happens over the summer. So it's unclear if the clubs, like their club teams would even let them play during that time. Whatever. Sound like you're back in you're back in our boys big time. You know what, Jack? Why don't you just come over to come overseas with the lads? Uh, England. We no, you're gonna them. be you're gonna be a freaking Sammy by the end of uh, by by the time we head to Dubai. Is that what they call U.S. fans? They're the uh, the something Sams or something like Uncle Sam. You know, uh, yeah, that's no, like get it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sammies. Yeah, no, I don't know what it is, but no, nah, I'm a lad. I'm you're a lad, a lad for life. Throw. It's coming, huh? It's coming home. Uh, all right. Um, how is how's your bracket? Have you? When was the last time you took a look at it? I'm gonna pull up now. Uh, when I entered it. Yeah. So I'm on the. We're on the rivalry app right now. Make sure you download the rivalry app. They're a sponsor. Um, but I have uh, 43 points. I'm in 2176. 2100. How do I check? Uh, go to the rivalry uh, community. StatX Sports Group. No, no, no. Go to rivalry community under my groups. And then go to live contest. This one was uh, in the main group of rivalry. But I have 43 points. There is a guy named Jack274 who has 65 points tied with Clayton0815 in first with 65 points. So I'm 22 points behind. The one thing I have to hold on to is that my champ or my final <laughs> still exists, Gonzaga Baylor. So... That's kind of is it, is it just like a lock they're going the both of them? Yeah, so I think with with the good of March Madness, which is the first two rounds had a ton of upsets. The bad is like now those teams have to play the one seeds, and the one seeds are going to advance for the most part. So I think it, is Gonzaga team the best team ever? No, I don't think so. But but I think they're very 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 good. That that Jalen Suggs dime today where he actually pretended to pick up a dime and put it in his pocket just shows me he is going to be an absolute superstar. He's, a, he's an animal. Like just as, I mean, obviously he thought about it, but it, he is so fun to watch. Yeah, he's awesome. All I know is in regards to my bracket, you remember that stat I threw out? Mish is still alive. We're still alive. Mish We're still, still breathing. The, Juwan Howard has the boys buzzing. Yeah, he does. But the one downside is that Livers is out for – uh, the rest of the tournament. So that's going to be yes. tough. But if yes. you yes. did, if your bracket did bust like Abe's and you didn't have your champ alive like Jack, they are doing a $1,000 tournament giveaway where you just have to like follow them on Twitter. So that's in the app. And we're doing our giveaway signed Shaq ball and, and bagels. I'm more interested in the bagels I'll have some with bagels. locker room and the charity stripe. That's in the snapback group. So that's on the rivalry app fam. Make sure you check that out. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, we're going to talk about how we are still elite handicappers, thanks to my bookie. A fun discussion. The worst player that could lead a team to a national title from the 16 spot, NBA player. NFL trades that went down, including Abe's Eagles and Eagles and Dolphins. And if Eagleson comes back from whatever arena he was at tonight, we will. Yeah, is his brother like a professional I, I don't player? know. We'll dive into it. If he joins in, fam, we'll be right back. 
right, fam, we are back. Here we go. MyBookie.ag backslash Sport. MyBookie is where we're betting in March. MyBookie's People's Parlay on Friday, uh, which launched on Saturday, came to a quick halt with Loyola Chicago. Well, look, we knew we were being public, and the two public plays, Loyola Chicago and Syracuse, they didn't win. But the other two did. So an even week, two and two, which is down for the boys. But overall, it is what it is. I, though, have been on fire. My bet of the days have just been smoking. And the horseshoe up my tush of uh, Alabama UCLA over has been excellent as well. So I think five and one in my last six. So we'll take it. They're the best handicappers in the country. Um, any thoughts on lines you're looking forward to? Elite eight tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Mm, I, I see. Do we, we got... fi- should we fire up a, a maybe just a, an, elite, a, a, an elite eight parlay? No, because I don't think we're going to have the line because we're recording while USC Oregon's going. But what about uh, just to get two, a two piece, two piece, two piece with fries tomorrow night? Do we have a line? All right, I can do that. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Houston plus eight. Or minus eight against Oregon State and Baylor minus seven and a half against Arkansas. Oof, I hate this. You know what I don't like? I said this we were on live today, and I was obviously wrong on Instagram, where I said 13 points is a lot in March. Yeah. Spreads like, I don't get them. Like, it, it's irrelevant, honestly. These teams, it's just like one game for all the marbles. Like, I don't consider a spread like right. important information in these types of games. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's when we bet with our. Are nuts, our cojones. Okay. Um, so I'll let your nuts talk first. Okay. Well, I'm gonna put the pressure on you. Um, hmm. I because I I'm biased for the Baylor Arkansas game. I actually watched the Arkansas game yesterday with two diehard Arkansas fans who like were pretty much in tears. Oh, those they're, those are people. Yeah. I, well, they're not people, but they exist. Um, <laughs> so I think they're a solid squad. But Baylor, obviously, you know how I'm cool how with Baylor. I'm cool with Ballard. The The first game, though, Oregon State-Houston. I love Oregon State 7.5. Houston's playing a great tournament, but so is Oregon State's just that hot team that, like, maybe they come up short tomorrow night, but how short? Within seven points short? I don't know. But to your point, which is, like, with the Baylor thing, I think Arkansas is a great team, but people forget that Baylor pre-COVID won every game by double digits. And that's what I said about Gonzaga today on the stream, which was, yeah, 13 and a half is a ton of points until you remember that Gonzaga has won every single game they've played by 10 or more points. So really the spread's like three and a half. And at that point, do I like the three and a half? And clearly they won by whatever, 20 plus four or 18 points. So you want to go Oregon state plus seven and a half and Baylor minus seven and a half. No, that was a nice speech though. Um, I'm down for Baylor. I say we take the under. Wait, wait, time out. So you're locking in Baylor, and I try and lock in my pick from the other game, and you, you just you say no. Well, you asked me. You literally asked no, no, me a no. question. Said, "Do you want to lock them in?" I said, "No." Okay. So you you're literally just answering. Your so question. you tried to flip the people's parlay. At which point, I told you which pick we should flip, which was a winner. First half under in Loyola against whoever they played i don't remember you and well thankfully it's a podcast so you could just go back one episode that also would have hit and would have put us at three and one still not a winner but uh would have given us a hedge up i just like the under in this game man these teams are both i'm looking at the scores of their first three games that they've played or four or whatever 
Houston's given up 46 points, 60 points, 56 points. Oregon State's given up. We saw that game yesterday. It was like 10 to 8. <laughs> um, they gave up 70. And then 56 against Tennessee. I don't know. So you just. Like I said, cojones. But it's only 65 aside for the over under there. What about. Yeah. All right. How about this? Houston team total under. Because there's going to be up at around 70 points. Uh, a little. 60. 68 points. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm looking at some stats because, you know, stats are important. Yeah. They shoot the ball pretty well. Yeah, no, they're a great team. They shoot you the ball. You don't end up pretty, in the Elite Eight without well. being a great team. All I know is both these teams, Houston, Oregon State, obviously it's a good story. Like, you don't look at those teams and those logos and be like, yeah, that, that belongs in a graphic that says Final Four. No, no, without it. You know what I mean? It's just, like, weird. And then the Bama and everything, it's like, what happened? Yeah. What happened to college hoops? Um, you're right. I'm in a good mood, even though it's late on a Sunday night. What do you want to ride on the Houston game? I think we go Beavs. We go Beavs and Bears. You know what? I like the Beavs uniforms yesterday, so let's go Beavs and Bears. All right, Beavs and Bears, that's my bookie. Pick of the week, baby. Oh, speaking of that, I do have a lock for you, Abe, that my bookie sent me. Uh, by the way, baseball is like opening day is like four days away. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, April 1st. Not an April Fool's joke, though. Dodgers, Rockies. What do you want the play to be on this one? Because my bookie set the line at over half a run. Who's on the bump? <laughs> Imagine they run a a promo and it's like the first 0-0 game that's suspended after 92 innings in MLB history. So trying to gather all the info. So fam, if you go, I like the sound of that. Yeah, if you go to mybookie.ag backslash snapback sports for Thursday, Rockies Dodgers over under will be a half of a run, which means it is free money. Bet the over, please. (laughs) Bet the over, please, because every baseball game in the history of baseball has ended with at least a single run. So that's their promo. I don't I'm not sure that you can definitely Yeah, no, there's that. there's no way I can say it. but like how would it not? Like a game gets shut down for whatever reason, whether, But then it gets restarted. That. Or maybe they just chalked it and said, "You know what? No, I don't know. What are your O's looking like this year?" The worst team like ever. I said that last year, then they got off to a hot start. And then they finished the worst team ever. <laughs> yeah. Um all right. Speaking of the worst team ever, Worst player that could lead, worst NBA player, caliber, you know, whatever the caliber of that player is, that could lead a 16 seed to a national title, to win a national title. Who do you think that is? I think, I mean, I think right away, initial reaction to this is like, you wouldn't think a player has to be that good. But think about how many, like, win or go home games you have to win as an underdog with other shitty players around you. You either need to be, like, an absolute superstar, in my opinion. Like, someone, the first player that came to mind, and trust me, this isn't the guy. I'm just saying talent level-wise, was like a Paul George-type level. Like a like a top 15 player in the NBA. But then I think of, like, like is Embiid too high? Because, like, no college kid can guard a Joel Embiid, no matter how big they are. Giannis is too high. You can probably find some players that are worse than him. I think you're going to end up spinning this on LeBron like LeBron couldn't do no, it. No, LeBron could easily do it. I was going to spin this that I think your your floor is uh, too high. I was going to lessen the floor. So 
when when we discussed this off the air for a brief second, you mentioned like think about you know Zion, who's dominating the NBA today, but a year and a half ago he couldn't even make it to the Final Four with R.J. Barrett and Scam Reddish. So and Coach K. But it is it was January, February, Izzo, April. So you gotta you gotta show love. Oh, but I forgot about but that. But I really do think that there's it has a lot to do with age, and then it also has a lot to do with experience. So now, like I think this current version of Zion probably could do it. And the reason why I'm confident in this, I know there's only been one 16 that's ever won, and there's been like a bunch of 15s that have won. But like Oral Roberts was one shot away from advancing to the Elite Eight. And they're one seat away from a 16. So I know there's still a gap between the 15 and 16. And then they're, they're only halfway to the finish line. Yeah, but but that's my... It's six games. But, dude. You have to think that. Like Luka. You said you think, you, said you think LeBron could do it. Did Luke, did LeBron have any NCAA tournament experience, no, Jack? I, I, know, I know how that he makes didn't. you feel. So, like, all right, what about, Luke, what about the current version of, like, Chris Paul or Carmelo Anthony? No. You don't think so? No. So no who's way. the best player in the country this year? Luca Luca Garza, right? And I'm not saying yeah. his team, they only went one round. But, like, what top 50 NBA player? But I guess also, like, I don't know. I guess there could be a current player in college. I just think the age has a lot to do with it. Like, you're a different speed and physicality. I think it's style of play. I mean, it's, it's also with age and everything. But just, like, I think of it, like, how does somebody guard Joel Embiid? How does somebody guard... That's what like, I'm saying. It's grown it's... men against children to a degree. Even though some of these guys will be in the NBA in a few months, it's just a different level. So I think it's lower than... than... There's very few players in the NBA that can do that. No, I, I think it's like Steph, Dame, obviously. Like, I, I think it's probably, like, what about Sabonis? Like, you don't think Sabonis? Fuck no. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Absolutely dude, not. But, like, who could stop I'll them? Stop. How do you stop them? I guess, well, Tyler Hero probably. He probably could do it. <laughs> okay. Give him, uh, I bet We're you Pat on. Riley thinks that. <laughs> We're moving on from that. Um, all right. NFL trades. Crazy weekend. NBA trade yeah. deadline. And then NFL was like, hold the phone. We're still we're the, still the sport everyone cares about. The Dolphins got a little skittish and gave up their number three to the Niners. And then just aimlessly gifted the Eagles a draft pick. We'll have to see. It's tough to judge it now. But, like, the assumption is they're going to draft a skill player. And there's like four available, and at least one of them will be on the board. And we watched Judy, we watched CD Lamb go, and Justin Jefferson turned out to be the best rookie. So it's like, it's just tough when these guys are all grouped together. How do you know who's even your guy at that point? What do you think of. Are you talking about the Eagles or the Dolphins? Uh, no, 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 the Dolphins. The Eagles move was incredible. I mean, it was like it, I'm not saying they're going to land the draft pick. That's probably Listen, not going to happen. But okay, so the right when the Dolphins traded the Niners, I think I texted you. I said trade back now, the Eagles, because that pretty much solidifies the fact that three quarterbacks are going in the top three. Hell, four might go in the top four. So then the Eagles at six were going to have their pick of the litter, assuming that Howie Roseman somehow, some way finds the videos that us Eagles fans can watch and see so clearly who the good football players are. If he could get his hands on those videos, your pick your litter from Jamar Chase, DeSoul Drop, Kyle Pitts, like anyone, 
literally Waddle, could have had Devonta Smith. Waddle, like, well, we could still get Waddle at twelve, but it's just like I, I saw this tweet. It was like in the last like X amount of years, the the discrepancy between the amount of Hall of Famers that came from picks one to six that did from six to twelve, like it's very and i know howie roseman has built up this reputation but in that situation where the eagles were at at six given what the board was going to play out before it would be so impressive if you could mess that pick up six right because there's so much talent at that now what is the the cost like how much of a risk are you taking moving back six but the fact that those players are going to be quarterbacks in the beginning your eight to nine mock you can now probably get them at 12 i think the eagles can have their pick of the litter at any of the top corners um maybe waddles there maybe Devontae smith is there uh but they gain another first next year uh, it's unclear whether you like the move or you do not i i, I don't really care I don't. It, it's the same thing all the time. I, I'm gonna like it because I've kind of just I keep spinning it to we're gonna get to Sean Watson because very sneakily the Eagles have three first round picks next year. Carson's money will be all on the Colts. They'll be paying his own rent, their own rent. We're not gonna be their sugar daddies anymore. Um, and they're gonna have seventy million dollars in cap space now. What does this do? And then, if coincidentally, the Jalen Hurts report comes out that the Eagles were going to trade up for Zach Wilson. It's just like, Howie, how many quarterbacks' confidences do you want to try and kill? Oh, they, they said that? Rap reported that the Eagles tried to move up to three if it was for Zach Wilson, but obviously Zach Wilson's going to the Jets now. Um, it's just like, so now it's like we can pretty much guarantee that Howie's not going to take a quarterback. I mean, you never know. But, well, they signed so the that's nice. Job. That's nice that we don't have to worry about that at least because if Howie had the chance to take a quarterback at six, he might actually do it. Just start this whole thing all over again. Um, I'm cool with the move. It picked up a first next year, but it's like like you're giving a knife to a murderer when you're giving Howie Roseman more draft picks. I just made up that analogy off the top of my head. I'm not even really sure if it makes sense, but the point Sounding is good. like, yeah, right? You just got to say it with confidence. Um, the point is, you're giving Howie Roseman more draft picks. In hindsight, that sounds good. But this guy just uses them as toilet paper sometimes. So, so let's we'll talk about what should be the cap of the week, which is the Niners saying they have no ambition. Oh, Jimmy G's their guy? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy, G, Jimmy G's their guy, and uh, I'm really rooting for the Sixers to I, win the title. I know. Hey, <laughs> I actually kind of believe them. For this season, I do think they draft a quarterback. Really? But the Niners are so talented. And I know this is weird coming from me. I've kind of gotten over that whole thing. Uh, but the Niners have such a good team around, like with good pieces, that they Jimmy G is a competent enough quarterback. I mean, he went to the Super Bowl. He's a competent enough quarterback with that much talent and with Kyle Shanahan as his coach, at least in the regular season and not in the Super Bowl. Happy Kyle Shanahan Day, by the way, March 28th, 328. Um, that I think they can get away with another season of Jimmy and having a, a rookie QB sit on the bench one year. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. It just feels aggressive to give up that much, not know who's even going to be there, to then sit that player on the bench, which I think is a healthy thing. And then today, they just, or actually tonight, they said that Shanahan and the Niners will be at Mac Jones's pro day while uh, it falls on the same day as Justin Fields. So... 
could Mac Jones actually end up going third in the draft? That sounds like smokescreen to me. Like maybe, maybe they don't need a smokescreen Fal- though. What if the Falcons like Mac Jones at four and want to move up to three? And they are three. The guy. They are three. The Niners. The Niners. Right. So exactly. What if the Niners are trying to make it seem like they like Mac Jones, so the Falcons will move up and take they, him if they where like are they him, moving to? From four to three. The Niners. Idiot. You're saying swap with trick the Falcons, trade them the pick, and then still draft their guy. Listen, you idiot. No, I I feel like I'm saying you're not, you, I don't think you know what you're saying right now. No, the Niners want Justin Fields. We know that, so they put up a front, right? Thinking they want Mac Jones. But maybe Atlanta really, really wants Mac Jones, and they're afraid the Niners are going to take him instead. So they offer to move up and take Mac Jones at three. And but so you're the saying Niners move the fa- back, get another pick, and end up getting Justin Fields in general. That's the my point. Markel but Fultz the Niners are at thing. three. So you're saying they're throwing a smokescreen that they want Mac to force the Falcons to trade with the Niners. The team that yes, so the Falcons can go get an extra. I mean, the Niners can pick up an extra pick I, and still get their and move guy. back one what spot. What is so hard to wrap your because head because yes. because how dumb would you have to be to fall for that? Like they Just, hold they pick. You act like. Bill O'Brien didn't exist in this league. Like, shit happens. I'm I, saying, it just seems unlikely that they would. I mean, people say that this, that Jason Tatum was always going to be the Celtics guy, even at number one. And that's if that was true, that's legitimately what they did with the Markell trade. They knew that Tatum would be there at three. They knew we wanted Markell. So they made it seem like Markell would go one, made us trade up, got a pick out of it, and still got Tatum in the long run. That's exactly what I'm saying could possibly happen here. Now, there is no information on the internet that proves any of that. That is just an idea I literally just made up in my head because you said the Niners are going to Mac Jones' pro day over Justin Fields. Um, I don't know why you right. why you think that Fields is their guy, though. That's That, to me, is where I don't think that they've confirmed that at all. I think Fields is their guy. I mean, I would hope so. I don't think taking Mac Jones would be a good pick, but uh, we'll see. So what do you think of that trade in its wholesome, though, like, was it a good move? Did the Dolphins actually crush? Like you got if you if you have a guy, I always say if you have a guy that you think is your guy, you gotta go and get him. That's fair. The Eagles did it with Wentz; it got them a Super Bowl. Um, we'll leave it at that. But if you if you have a guy that you think is it, like these opportunities don't come around that often. Like all the dominoes fell in the right places for the Niners to be picking in a spot that allowed them to trade. Right? They have so much talent already. It is they had one down year with injuries and everything. They got the fortune of having a high enough draft pick to where they can make the deal. Um, but the interesting part about it was, about it all was to me, is the Niners or the, the news dropped, and then the Jimmy G quote came out like seven minutes later. It's like it was a Well, schedule. you know they had, to, they had to text John Lynch and be like, or whoever the GM is, that's who it is, right? Yeah. And, and be like, so is, is Jimmy G not your guy? Like that hat, that's the first question that gets asked. So I right. buy it. It's not it's not Juju Smith Schuster where he had an offer from thirty six NFL teams, including yes. that wild aces. And, and I'm actually <laughs> surprised Juju didn't sign with the Nets. <laughs> All right. I guess Eagleson's not joining us. So the task is on you, Abe. By next Thursday or by Wednesday night, you need to have phone numbers of McDonald's, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A. Let's say Chick-fil-A. Let's truly test Chick-fil-A. See what their customer service is like. And we can we can push the envelope a little as well. Those seem like easy hits. 
We could also fire on like Lululemon or Under Armour, or Nike, and really. Yeah, I gotta do a little research before to see which ones have robo collars and how long it takes me to get to a human. Yeah. Because there's just nothing worse than a robo collar. Yeah, exactly. Please wait 42 minutes. Yeah. Um. All right. No Eagleson today, fam. Appreciate everyone for listening, and we will talk to you on Thursday. Hope everyone has a great week. Snapback fam, much love. Peace.